0: Here we go. Here we go. Another Dominion Friendship Life coming to you. Coming to you. Coming to you. And, um, really what you want to be coming to you and through me is the Lord Jesus Christ. And without, without his utterance, we're, we're toast. Without his, his, um, unveiling of truth to us through the word of God. We are sunk. Uh, We are sunk. But thank God that, that he is ever present and he ever is opening our sight to understanding. And so we have a message today again, yay. And the message, the title actually came from the wrap up of last Sunday's message. Last Sunday's message is an unveiled face before God. An unveiled face before God. And we, we really finished on, on a note that I have been for a while now meditating that to the degree that we allow God to know us. To the degree that we 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 open our heart to God, to the degree that really we spend time with Him. You know, when you love someone, you spend time with them. When you love someone, you spend time with them. And when you spend time with them, your heart becomes one with their heart. And so when we talk about opening our heart to God, it's, you know, we... We, we don't want to be too quick in saying, yeah, my heart's wide open to God. I think you can really understand how wide open you are to God, to, to you, your heart of honor, to the things of God, to, to your desire to abide in the word of God, to your desire to stay in, in his word with him. To visit with him. You desire to have a close uh, walk and a fellowship with the one that loves you. Th- these are really key, key points that we can look at our hearts and, and say, how, how, how eager am I? How eager am I to open the Bible? How eager am I to, to, to pray? How eager am I? How have I quieted myself today before God? And these are really tokens to me, myself, as to my heart inclination. Because I know my heart will do what my heart wants to do. I know that when I love someone, then I want to be with them. And if I don't want to be with them, then there's an issue there. Then I got to like realize, you know what? the relationship is not as hot as I thought it is. And so that's how relationships on earth go callous, the separation, the separation from one another. And and this is exactly what happens with our walk with the Lord when, of course, through the flesh the flesh we we yield to to the desires of the flesh and that is the ultimate separation uh to god and so this title came for today from my daughter actually um boris did a recap and and uh, as we're finishing with that and wrapped up everything regarding the message last sunday i asked victoria What is your recap? Do you, do you have a recap? And, and she gave me this phrase, open your heart to allow change. Open your heart to allow change. And, and it just went so big in me. And, um, and so I knew this was going to be the title for today. And so we'll allow the Holy Spirit to fill it up. I have a sense which way to go, but, um, wide open to his lead here. Open your heart to allow change. And so we, let's go back to, I want to look at the strong concordance of how we finished last week was in, um, first Corinthians thirteen twelve, And we looked at the strong's concordance. We looked at some word definitions and, um, a, an explanation of this verse in the strong's concordance. And so I'll just read that verse again and, and see how the Lord leads from here. 1 Corinthians 13, 12. Now we see but a dim reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully. And the focus here is then I shall know fully even as I am fully known. And this was tied down to maturity. If we go to the verse right before that, verse 11, Paul writes, when I was a child, when I was childish, when, when I got born again, when I was a child, I talked like a child. Our conversation is very carnal. At the inception of our walk with Christ, there is very little mind renewal. Uh, we at that moment are so fired up because we just had the revelation of the sonship of the Lord Jesus Christ and that He is God. And He came and died and, 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 and saved me and rescued me from going to hell. And, and whichever way that revelation comes, For me, it was through a night vision. Then at that moment, we get so fired up and that zeal keeps us for a while. But it really, it is the zeal of the Holy Ghost to actually put you in the Word of God. So that when you take the Word, it is like... And it's like stoking the fire in it these are the chunks of of coal or of uh, whatever to to further ignite and ablaze the fire of God within us because the word of God keeps us steady and steadfast and in the process the word is going in then that word is transforming our mind and conforming us conforming us to Christ's mind, the mind of Christ. And that is the transformation that we go from glory to glory. And so it's even for us to resemble the Lord Jesus Christ. I, I keep saying it, and the more I say it, the more revelation is being opened up to all of us, that it is all about the transformation. And so when, we, when Victoria wrapped up last week's message with just this one phrase, open your heart to allow change, the change that we're talking about is a transformation. And I love how the Holy Ghost gave her the word to allow change. Open your heart to allow change. Allow Him to transform you. Don't be stout against Him as the Israelites were and they swayed away with their hearts away from God. But today be wide open and again, judge your heart in, 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 in the way, not in a condemning fashion, but, but in a very sober fashion. What are you pondering about? what are you meditating about? Is it him and his beauty of wholeness in your life? Is it him and his divine purpose that though it might not um, make any sense what's going on around about us, we know that God in us is making us to triumph. He's always leading me in triumph. He's always causing me to overcome. He's always placing me in the right place at the right time. And so for me and my household, we serve the Lord and it always goes good for us. Always. Actually for those that are in Christ, we're being buoyed up. These are the grandest times. Uh, This is where the the grandstands of heaven, I hear them, I hear them, are are, are cheering us on. This is that final lap to run. Don't look back. Don't go back. Don't slide back. Don't stop. But be found in the presses. Paul was, you know, forgetting what was, he said. But one thing he does is he presses. What is this press that I be seen by men? No, Jesus talked about those Pharisees. They they desired the praise of men more than the praise of God. He said, you don't know me. Your father... Satan Every time and any time we desire the praise of, of men that is when we stop. that's when we look back. that's when we we go into this condemnation spin because you have reverted to your carnal ways. You're in the flesh, and in the flesh there is condemnation. But when you behold the one true God, as in a mirror. And so this is what Paul was saying. we forsake the old ways. He said, when I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought, I thought as a child. I thought as a child. I thought as a child. You see, it's about the thinking. It's about this, this, this... Transform mind to think that the mind of Christ. What does that look like? Well, we know what that looks like. We see Jesus going up on the mount of transfiguration and being, being brilliant, being, being lit up with the glory of God, fully unveiled. That is where you see the mind of Christ, that transformation, the mount of transformation, transfiguration is this mind renewal. Mind renewal. And that's why a great opposition to you. Getting in the word in the habitation. Not in parroting all doctrines of men. Not in finishing the little Bible verse that someone started from the pulpit. Not thinking you know it Also, let's move on to the next thing. No, no. You haven't exhausted the word of God yet. You barely, as in a dim mirror, have seen a lot of this. And now God is saying, like in James 4, he read last week, come closer. Draw nigh unto me so that we can see clearer. And we 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 read Paul's writing to the Corinthians that it's only in Christ that the veil is removed. He said, I thought I thought as a child. I, I, I reasoned like a child. Talking, thinking, reasoning is what makes you become. Because that way you think you are becoming. And so we also know that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so these childlike expressions are in the talking, are in the thinking, and the reasoning. And they come from where? From your heart's persuasion. And so many want to stay in this place. Oh, I'll never know God. Oh, I'll never know God. Oh, I'll never. So why bother? So why bother? God is God. I'm just a mere man. Why bother? He knows my heart. He knows I'm, I'm, I'm hurting now. So let me just swallow a little longer, a little longer. And that's how little by little we move away from this pure persuasion. We move away from this confidence that we had in the beginning. And when God sent you someone to encourage you and to bring to remembrance the word of God, you shut them out. Oh, I know that. I know that. When I became a man, Paul writes, when I became a man of mature age, I set aside childish ways. And so this is the hour to set aside childish ways. I, I have to say, the plan of God in this end time over God will happen. God is in a big motion right now. It will happen. Because everything that is in this word will come to pass. But what I'm teaching, and and this is really where dominion-sonship comes in, is is we want to mature in this revelation. We want to become the revelation, so to say. We want the Word to take flesh so we can walk in this victorious walk of the sons of God and thus demonstrate liberty to all the others and stop being the one that's always in need of a rescue, that's always in need of an encouraging word, that's always in need of this and need of that in this. and then before you know it, you're just hiding somewhere over here. Help me. Please help me. When we're the ones to will be walking on the water and, and, and giving our hands to, to, to lend our hands to help the multitudes. But you see, as long as you have a childish way about you, as long as you, you, you tuck into, into the, the, the old thought process of your mommy and daddy, and we all have it, I tuck into mommy's lap, how she thought I think. I tuck into daddy's little hug, how he thought I'm going to think. No, time to forsake the old. We cannot be a child in this hour. Growth is required. And that's why open your heart to allow change. Open your heart to be able to grow. And where is the word planted? It's in your heart. Your word is planted in your heart. And out of the abundance of the heart, as this, as this word grows in the fertile soil of your heart, because you've opened up your heart, then this word has inherent power to subdue all things to himself. To transform your mind, there is a work of the Holy Ghost that is a mystery to me. How he does it. But I know I also am to be found in him. That's what Jesus says you you got to abide in the vine. Uh, in Philippians 3, Philippians 3, you don't have to go I can read but if you want to that's fine. Verse 21 This is regarding Jesus um that he'll transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body. But this is what I want to focus. This confirmation, this transformation it is according to the working, but which He, according to the working, but which He, not desi, according to working, which He is able to subdue all things to Himself. This transformation is of the Holy Spirit, where He, the Word of God, Jesus, is able to subdue all things, every unruly thing in my mind, to himself but i have to engage that's the participation when i have hypnosis when i have this revelation knowledge i can participate and i can discern a thought that is not in line with truth a thought that's not in line with his love a thought that's not in line with his edification, a thought that's not in line with my new creation man and then, then I have weapons that are not carnal but they are of God and this is the working of the spirit this is the working of the word of God his staff and his rod, they shepherd me so I can now engage those weapons of heaven that i Eli- he on earth and subdue and he through me subdue and I through him subdue and so at that moment there's a one who is doing what it's he in me who does but if I do not participate engage another word that I have is yield another word is submit to him then I'm an unruly member in the body of Christ so open your heart to allow change and so here we go back to this verse 11, 1 Corinthians 13. Paul saying when he was a child, he he, he spoke as a child. He thought as a child. He reasoned. So many are reasoning. Their reasoning's off. And they want to excuse their flesh. They want to excuse why they're stuck in the mud. Before God, we do not have an excuse. Before God, we do not have an excuse. We will give an account to the cause that he has placed within us. We will give an account to that which is placed in us. Not what we wanted to do for the kingdom of God. Not what we thought was right or or pastor so-and-so said I should do. It is according to his lead. I will give an account to the word that he has given to me. That's what Jesus says. Jesus says, he says it's not me who's going to judge you, but the word. The word is going to judge you. The word's gonna judge you. So that's not, it's time to grow up. Time to grow up. Time to allow the word, the word to transform you, to change you, to become a mature one in the body of Christ. Because matured love flushes out fear. And so we're living in a moment where our king is alive and death is forever defeated. But in so many carnal Christians' minds, it's just the opposite. Death is alive. I've got to fend for myself. i got to protect myself. And Jesus is dead. Why? They might not say it that way. But every time you rely on yourself, in self-preservation, in self-protection, you are communicating. Jesus is dead. I got a friend for myself. He would lead you into all truth. He—he he is your guard. You are being kept by the power of God today. You are being preserved by this divine seed of Christ within you. Time to persuade your carnal, outer man to what you believe. Uh, the unruly mindset is to be subdued. And we know the word has inherent power to subdue all things to himself. So that, like Paul, when, when I became a man, I set aside the childish ways. I set aside the childish ways. And then we go to the next verse. Now we see but a dim reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. When do we see face to face versus seeing through a dim mirror? See, the childish ways are the dimness of understanding. And you know, in the natural when you have a young child, you, you can't talk about world politics or certain things about life that they they, they they don't have understanding. There's a dimness of understanding. I mean they're just growing up, but but as they grow up There's a bright, brighter and brighter understanding. And so it is with us in the kingdom of God. And then we shall see face to face the maturity. We, we, we spend a lot of time in, in John chapter one and in first John one about this face and face uh, moment that we're in that as Jesus was face to face the father, we now are face to face with our God. And we're handling the word of God. Now I know in part, and we looked, uh, we broke it down last week. You can go listen to the message last week, the tail end of last week's message. And then I shall fully know, even as I'm fully known. And of course, we looked at the importance of that word, even as, as I'm fully known, that it really the degree that we know and experience God for all eternity. And even now, so it is according to how much we have allowed ourselves to open ourselves to God. It's how we have allowed, how much we have allowed the Holy Spirit to engage us. How, how willing of a participant we have been with the Word of God. You know, there are rewards in heaven. And I believe they're dependent On you fulfilling the call of God. You're fulfilling the call of God on earth. And without being fully known by God, without having this face-to-face encounter, how will you even know what you're called to do? But we are without excuse, because in Christ we do have that face-to-face encounter. We are before Him. And so I want to look at... Let's go to, since we've spoken about uh, Romans 12. Open your heart to allow change. One way you open your heart is you present your, your you, and really the main way, the only way <laughs> is you present your body a living sacrifice. It's no longer you, but it's Christ now in you. I beseech you brethren by the mercies of God that you present your body that you present your body present the members of the, this body present present yourself as a living sacrifice a living sacrifice that though you live you are dead it's amazing we live with the life of Christ and our old life is dead. That is what our living sacrifice is, is that there is a sacrifice of our old nature that we have reckoned dead. And now we are alive by the Spirit unto our God. And this is holy and acceptable to God which is your reasonable service. Some translations talk about it being the manner of our worship to God. And do not be conformed to this world. The world is the hardener of our hearts. The word is the negator of God. The world is the callous layer. The wants to, or the blinders that Satan is constantly wanting to put on us. We're not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed, be transformed, be transformed. Like we, we've heard so often the metamorphosis process, right? You you go in the cocoon as a caterpillar and you come out as a, as a butterfly from the one state to the other state. There's really no correlation. But we are to come into this cocoon, this incubation center of the word of God. And to stay and stay and stay and stay. And this is how we soar. This is how I just did actually a podcast. Soar in freedom. Soar in freedom. This is how you soar. Soar. This is how you you commune face to face with God. It is through the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That is how you know the will of God for your life. It's in this fellowship. It's in this working relationship where you and Him have become one. Where you and Him have become one. And you are being moved by the Holy Spirit. You are being moved and you're being directed and led by a, an, an invisible to the natural eye force and power. And you are being propelled by an utterance that is unseen and unheard by a natural year. You are being supernaturally led in paths of righteousness for His name's sake, to give him glory, to be a demonstrator of dominion on earth, to be a liberator, to be a captive freer, to preach the gospel to the poor, to demonstrate who our God is. This is the metamorphosis, becoming one with him, becoming one with God. And it's so contented. It's so contented. The religious mind, number one. The religion. Do not go back to religion. Do not go back to how, how, how it's supposed to look. What Christianity is supposed to be. Christianity is the lived out word of God. The Bible is my book. The Bible the reading of the word with the inspiration of the Holy Ghost and the praying out in the other in other tongues, by the unction of the Holy Ghost. there is an unveiling, there is an edification and you are becoming one with your heavenly Father. You're not God, but he in you is God. He in you. Christ, the hope of glory, not just your little self. We often read that Christ in me, the hope of glory. Okay, I can pay my bills, hopefully. Okay, okay, okay. Maybe I will be healed. Someone agree with me, someone agree with me, someone, and then you go to the, someone agree, and down to the fifth person, someone agree with me. I agree with the word of God. And the word of God agrees with the truth that's within me. Perfect agreement. How can two walk together last agree? You cannot walk with your living God without agreeing with His word. There's dichotomy, there is confusion, there is separation, and there comes another callous slayer over your heart. Where is God? I guess He doesn't love me. I missed it again. It is time to present. Your body as a living sacrifice. That is how you allow him to change you. That is how you allow him to transform you. And that word, that word that we have been on for, I think this might be the fifth week, epinoscope, to know, to know that it was used two times in, in, in 1 Corinthians 13, 12, the I shall know fully, even as I'm fully known. This knowing is Epinosco. And um, we've looked at the definition. I just wanted to give a couple of examples. A couple of examples of this word, the epinosis, which is to become thoroughly acquainted with. To become thoroughly acquainted with. Thoroughly acquainted with. Are you thoroughly acquainted with him today? in his word to know thoroughly to be fully persuaded like father abraham was fully persuaded and did not waver i tell you what what is the answer to your wavering a greater persuasion to know thoroughly to know accurately this is the absolute true knowledge to know accurately to not be amiss in your understanding of the word to know well. And so, let's go to, I put some markers for quick reference in um, Luke 1, 4. This is Luke, the Gospel of Luke. In verse 3, he says, it seemed, chapter 1, verse 3, it seemed good to me, also having had perfect understanding. Having had perfect understanding Of all things, from the very first, to write to you an orderly account, most excellent Theophilus. So he had perfect understanding. He had perfect understanding. And so because from this perfect understanding, he is qualified to write. Same with Paul. Same with Peter. Same with Matthew. Same with John. John said we interacted. We perfectly knew him. And this is it that you may know. And this is the word. This is the word to know that you may know the certainty of those things in which you were instructed. See, it's one thing. One thing is to be taught. And we have a lot of it. A lot of those. They're taught. They're taught, and they're taught, and there's more teaching, and there's more teaching, and they go from one teaching, they go to another teaching, teaching, teaching. It's time to sit and meditate, the teaching, so that you will know just because you have heard You have to keep hearing, yes, so that it will produce faith. And through this faith, you can now discern the one and true God. And so when you meditate that which you have been taught, sit in it a little longer, a little longer. Be found in the cocoon. There is a change happening. There is a change happening. There is a change happening. So you will be what? Certain. Certain full persuasion. Think about it. When I I actually, I got born again through night vision at the time when I was rooming in university with a girl from Uganda. And she was a very strong, fully persuaded believer of the Lord Jesus Christ. She was so certain She was so persuaded that it almost came across as rude to me, although she was not rude. It came as an affront to me in my deception at the time. But this certainty doesn't look good in the world, by the way. So if you want to compromise and be a friend of the world, you can at that moment, you're lining up with that verse in James, read last week, you're an enemy to God. So who do you want to be, again, go back to receiving an accolade from? Do you want to receive a praise from man or from God? And this is the hour when you grow up. When you grow up, it doesn't matter what the world says. You know you're to them. You know you're a lighthouse. Darkness does not understand light. And so it's important that you be found in the meditation of the word of God. Let's go then to second Corinthians one, 13. Let's go to 12 first. Paul, this is Paul. For our boasting is this, the testimony of our conscience that we conducted ourselves in the world in simplicity and godly sincerity. Not with fleshly wisdom, not with fleshly wisdom, not with carnal psychology, not with vain philosophy, not with deceitful ways, but, but with godly sincerity. Godly sincerity. Godly sincerity. Ah, oh, that's power right there. That is lived out word. Lived out truth. God's sincerity has lived out truth, okay? But by the grace of God and more abundantly towards you, for we are not writing any other thing to you than what you read or understand. Now I trust you understand even to the end. Now I understand, now I trust that you would know even to the end, that's the word there, that you would not only just have a, a read through it and, a, and, a, and a, 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 a simple understanding, but you'd really grasp it. That you really, you really have an ability to live out godly Sincerity. That you have an ability now to conduct yourself in this complex, weird world with the simplicity of Christ and not to let go of the liberty that you have in Christ. How do you not let go of the liberty that you have in Christ that you're now His beloved? It is by walking circumspectly before you. God is by having this deeper, deeper, deeper understanding. It is being circum- of that which you believe of that which you've been taught so it's not it's not anymore your pastor's knowledge it's your knowledge now based on the word of god so colossians 1 i want to look actually the verse in the second corinthians 1, 13 as you we're going to colossians 1 but in the strongs for we do not write you anything that is beyond your ability to read and understand it's not beyond your ability to read or understand it's not just for the select few it's not just for your pastor it's not it's not it's for us that are of Christ and i hope that you will understand this is the word completely i hope you understand completely i hope you understand completely be fully persuaded. Anyway, let's just go to Colossians 1. Let's go, um, verse 4. Since we heard, this is Paul again, right? Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your love for all the saints, because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven of which you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which has come to you As it has also in all the world and is bringing forth fruit as it is also among you since the day that you heard and knew, and knew, this is the epignosis, and knew the grace of God in truth. And knew the grace of God in truth. And so because they had this epinocis, this, this meditated word expression of knowledge, this living reality of who they are and whose they are and, 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 and the perfect will of God for their life, because they had this knowing of the grace of God in truth, then they, this is, Paul po- heard of their love. Towards the brethren of their hope that's laid up for them in heaven, um, they have come to Paul as it also is, so that they're bearing fruit for the kingdom. They're bearing fruit for the kingdom, and so we cannot bear much fruit without the abiding, without the meditation. Without the situating in the word. Without, without opening our heart to the word. And I um just one verse, words, opening your heart, and then we're done. Then we're done. Let's go to Hebrews. The title, right? Open your heart to allow change. In Hebrews, we've looked at this, some other messages months past in chapter three. This is referring to the Israelites of old and the heart of God towards them. And uh, verse 7, therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you hear his voice, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. Rebellion is a hardened heart. And rebellious actions follow, but the rebellion is happening in your heart in the day of trial and in the wilderness where your fathers tested me that's where you test God and Jesus said he quoted from the Old Testament that we're not to test God we're not to tempt God we're to what trust God which are be led by the Spirit, right? Where your fathers tested me, tried me, and saw my works 40 years. Therefore, I was angry with that generation. God actually says he was angry with them. Imagine God saying, I'm angry. I'm angry. Thank God for the blood of Christ that there is an appeasement, that the wrath of God's been taken away from us. But he doesn't give an excuse for us to be callous because it's written for our admonition. This is the New Testament. And Paul writes the same thing to the Corinthians. In a day of trial in the wilderness where the fathers tested me, tried me and saw my works for years. Therefore, I was angry with that generation and said they always go astray in their heart. They've closed their heart to God. They've moved away from God in their hearts, and they have not known my ways. And so the way you know his ways is by having a heart aligned with God. They always go astray in their heart, and they have not known my ways. Well, now we have a better understanding of why they won't know his ways, because their hearts closed. So I swore in my wrath they shall not enter my rest. And further there, next verse, next verse is for us. Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. In verse 18, And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who did not obey? And why did they not obey? Why did they not obey? Because their hearts was far from God. They refused to change. They refused to get their minds transformed, and they were stuck in Egypt. They're stuck in Egypt. And though they, they died in the wilderness of the desert, they actually died in Egypt. They never left Egypt. They never left Egypt. Can you imagine? They never left Egypt. The Egypt that, that Pharaoh was so tough on them and so crude and so evil that not only did they have to make bricks, but they had to find the straw and the stubble to make the brick and kept the same quarter as to when, when the straw was made available to the slaves. Can you imagine that kind of a slavery? Backbreaking labor. Back breaking labor. I want to go to back breaking labor because I can handle it. Let my back break. At least I'm gonna eat of the of the leeks and of I just I just want to live in my past. There is comfort. What kind of a comfort does the flesh lie to us about? Oh, shut it out. Be found in the press. Be found in the press, he says here, so we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. And so we want to enter in because of belief. We want transformation so that we can be in the very rest of God, which is faith. Haha, we're done. <laughs> we're done. Glory be to God.